Perception. Perception is reality. Reality. Perception is reality. Reality. Some talk shows think all of their opinions are right. This one, this one knows they are. This is Perception is Reality. Christopher H. Bilbrey is a no-nonsense, well, maybe a little bit of nonsense, political activist, local government watchdog, and all-around good Hoosier and God-fearing American citizen. Is this guy for real? Holding lawmakers accountable and educating citizens on the importance of participating in their local government with a dab of national and world politics and a little pop culture and maybe some real-life common sense. This, this is, is Perception is Reality. And this is Christopher H. Bilbrey. Hello, folks. That's right. I'm Christopher H. Bilbrey, your host here at Perception is Reality. And this is the 50th episode, the big 050. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for tuning in and being here. Whether you're listening on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or one of the other major hosting sites, thank you. Or if you're listening at the home link of perception.fireside.fm, thank you. Be sure to share this episode and share the podcast as a whole with everyone you know in the world and on social media. We got a really big show planned for you tonight. This is the 50th episode, and I'm going to ask you, who's ready to go to church? Can I get a hallelujah? Amen. Hey, hallelujah! So you're probably wondering what is going on. That is, unless you're parked over on the side of the road, shouting, dancing, screaming around, praising God. Which, if you are, that's great. I am a believer, and I am in no way poking fun or making fun of anything. But I've come to a realization, and that's why I wanted to open this big show, the big 50th episode, up with this old-school shout music, because... I have come to a realization here just in the last couple days that there's a new religion in East Central Indiana, in Muncie, in Winchester, all the way down to Indianapolis, held probably where you are in your neck of the woods, and the religion is called apathy. That's right, folks. This 50th episode is called Welcome to... To the Church of Apathy. And now, what is apathy? What do I mean by that? What's the Church of Apathy? Before we get into that, let's just look at the word apathy. Apathy is defined as a lack of interest, a lack of enthusiasm, or a lack of concern. All right? A lack of interest, a lack of interest in your favorite sport, a lack of interest in your favorite TV show, a lack of interest in your boyfriend or your girlfriend. You know, those are all times when apathy can set in and cause issues. What about a lack of interest in what's going on in your local government? What about a sense of, I just don't care about what's happening with this election. 
What about a lack of enthusiasm for the election or a lack of enthusiasm for specific candidates or for all candidates? What about a sense of, I just don't care. You lack concern for what's happening. You know, this could happen or that could happen. This person could win or that person could win. I just don't care. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to me. It doesn't matter to you. It's not going to make a big deal. It's not going to make a big difference. I don't know why you care. Why would I waste time when everybody on both sides of all of this nonsense has been as dumb and as ignorant as they've ever been all throughout history? So now you're wanting me to believe that these people that are now saying they're going to do things differently, you know, this is what happens. And this is why it's so tricky and it's so hard for people to buy into it. Because every two, four years, depending on what office is being ran for, you have candidates saying... They've always done it wrong in the past, and I have the answer. I'll do it right. Vote for me. My opponent can't do it the right way. Only I have the right way. Vote for me. Everyone in the past has had it all wrong. But I can do it right, and I will shine light on everything. Vote for me. I will make sure corruption is gone. I will make sure that good reigns supreme. Vote for me. But then you know what happens? Those people get in office and the same things start happening that was happening before with the other people. The Republicans get in office when the Democrats were bad. The Democrats get in office when the Republicans were bad. And the same thing happens. So then jump forward to this very important and very pivotal election, not only in Winchester and in Muncie, but all over Indiana, honestly. And nobody cares. The primary in May was massively low. It was disgusting. Here we are two weeks into early voting, and we haven't even cracked a thousand people yet. That just ran in the Star Press just, what, a day ago? Folks, we have a serious issue going on. We have serious voter apathy election apathy we have people who don't care what's going on with corruption we have people who don't care if their candidates and their side is doing wrong as long as they're the ones that get to do the wrong instead of having the people who are currently in power doing wrong and that's no good we have people who just don't care we have candidates that are being accused of domestic battery and nobody is batting an eye that's going on in winchester we have people who just aren't doing what they need to do as candidates. They're not walking door to door. They're not talking to voters. They just simply don't care. They are now laughing in our face. 
They are now saying, listen, we're going to do what we want and it doesn't matter because we know you don't care. You don't care. We don't care. No one cares. Apathy, apathy, apathy. Bow down at the altar of apathy. And then quickly, and before we know it, it becomes a religion. And everybody is just so apathetic. And they want to drink from the holy waters of apathy. And they just say, you know what? Eh, I'll let somebody else worry about it. But you know, we, you guys out there listening, because I know you're not apathetic. I know you aren't buying into it. I know that you care or you wouldn't be here. For those of us that are on this side, it's maddening because we can see this. We can see what's happening. And it's almost like it's the zombie apocalypse. I can walk out in the street and see people who care and see the people who don't care. And it's like you can tell and they're just walking around looking for brains to eat and make people into more apathetic zombie monsters. And that's what we have to fight against. And I can't do it alone. I need your help. And I'll be honest, I don't even know that just you and I can do it. We're going to need more people to help. We're going to need to get more people involved. More people going to meetings, more people asking questions, and a hell of a lot more people voting in the elections, whether they're voting early, whether they're voting by mail-in or travel board. We need to get people going in the right direction so that we can better government through our citizen involvement. And it's going to take more than just a few of us. We need to shake people up. We need to get them ready. We need to get them engaged. And we need to get active. And we need to get serious. And we need to do it quickly. Because we've only got a couple more weeks until this election is here. Actually, we are inside of 14 days. That means we have less than two weeks, folks. And it doesn't matter if you're listening to this in Muncie or in Winchester, or if you're listening to this from the county, because even though this might not be your specific election, you're paying attention to what's going on, and your elections will come up, and you'll be facing the same thing, and you could be listening to this from Colorado, and the same thing applies. And so honestly, we just need to figure out a way to beat the apathy and to get active, to get involved. That way we can better our local government through our citizen involvement. So on the other side of this quick break, we're going to come back and we're going to look at some detailed examples of how apathy has set in and affected people. And we're going to look at what we can do to overcome that and make everything better. This could honestly be our last chance. You're listening to Perception is Reality. I'm Christopher H. Bilbrey, and we'll be right back. Anna fell in love with a man who promised her the world. Things were perfect, until they weren't. She thought if she would only stop herself from saying things that set him off, things would be better. Her friends and family, they minded their own business, but that's okay, she wasn't allowed to talk to them anyway. Every nine seconds a woman is assaulted or beaten in the U.S. 
It's a crime that can affect anyone, regardless of race, age, nationality, social, or economic status. The clock doesn't stop. The violence has to. Every second is an opportunity for a second chance. The National Coalition Against Domestic Violence has helped thousands of victims and survivors get their feet back on the ground. Thousands more still need help. Get involved. Take a stand to end the violence at ncadv.org backslash take a stand. October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month, and I speak for all of us here at Perception is Reality when I say man up and don't hit a woman. And now, Perception is Reality, with your host, Christopher H. Bilbrey. All right, so welcome back to the 50th episode, Welcome to the Church of Apathy, and I'm just playing on that title, playing on the word apathy. I'm a believer, and I don't feel like anything's taken the spot of Christianity in my life, and I sure as hell hope it's not taken the spot of religion in yours. But I'm talking about how it seems as though nobody cares anymore or nobody cares enough to do what's right. Nobody will speak up and say, hey, wait a minute, something's going on here and it's not good. No one feels as though they can come out and let people know how they really feel. Everybody does it on social media, but social media doesn't mean squat, okay? Typing something on Facebook or sending out a tweet, none of that stuff does anything. None of that means anything. You can battle people on social media all day, and I get sucked into it. I do it. With the promoting of this podcast and the platform, I'm on social media a lot, but I'm also in the world. I'm also out doing things and making contacts and talking to people and going to meetings. I go vote, and I I get out, and I'm making the effort to better government through my involvement. I'm doing what I'm good at. You might not like it. You might not agree. People don't. I understand that. You might like what I'm doing. People do. I understand that. But we need to get more people out and more people involved, and we need to get people to wake the hell up. And people need to say, this is what I believe in. This is what I stand for. Right is right. Wrong is wrong. Moreover, right is right and wrong will be punished. But it's hard to find anybody anywhere willing to do that. It's hard to find anybody willing to do what's right and to stand up and say, this is what's right. Let's look at a couple examples and you'll understand what I'm saying. So within the last couple days before this recording, a situation started to kind of creep up in my home community of Winchester, Indiana. And it was this. Now before we go forward, I want you to know that I'm not using this as a political hit piece. I'm not putting politics into this. I'm simply doing what's right. So... The situation is simply that we have a candidate who's running for office in Winchester who has been accused of domestic battery. Now, I want to, from the outset, say everyone is innocent until proven guilty. However, the most outlandish claims have been made from the people who are in charge, from their supporters, from their friends, from the powers that be. Claims have been made from them against me, against people like me, against people that speak out, against people that 
want to make communities the best they can be. And they want to get all crazy and over the top when it comes to me asking questions or demanding that people in leadership act according to how they should. But yet, when we have this candidate who both Republicans and Democrats have kind of latched onto, and they just love how wonderful he seems and everything about him. He's a 19-year-old entrepreneur, and he's got all these great ideas, and he's the Democrat golden boy, and the Republicans can say, oh, he's so good-looking. He is someone that we could vote for. He is fresh and has all these great ideas. He's just like Sean Byram. Look how that turned out. But now there's this allegation of domestic battery, domestic violence, and there's these women speaking out about him, but nobody's saying anything. It's not like it's not known. I've reached out to the candidate. I've reached out to the Davis-crats, the Democrats ran by Fred Davis, far-left Fred Davis, and I've reached out to other people in the community, and it's like nobody can say anything. Nobody wants to say anything, and I don't know if it's hypocrisy, which we talked about last episode, or if it's apathy, that nobody simply cares anymore. There was a time when an allegation of domestic violence would have sunk a campaign on either side, Republican or Democrat, as it should. You might be innocent until proven guilty, but when it comes to us voting for you, we need to know if you're stable enough to be in that position, or we need to know what's going on. And if you can easily get yourself wound up in this mess, well, then we need to take a look. So why is nobody saying anything? Where is the outcry? Where are the people bringing this forward? Where is the statement from the candidate's team? Where is the statement from the party? What is happening in this situation? Why do people simply not care anymore? Welcome to the Church of Apathy. Can I get a hallelujah? Thank you for that. All right, let's try this one on for size. So if you're from Indiana, specifically East Central Indiana, if you have been anywhere on social media or have been any way connected with me in the last few days, you're aware of a federal lawsuit that has been filed against the city of Muncie, the Muncie City Police Department, five city police officers, and heading up that defendant's list is Muncie City Councilor Nora Powell. And this has been filed due to these individuals violating my and two other people's first, fourth, and 14th Amendment rights. Federal violations, which should be seen as a big deal, but for some unknown reason, some are acting like it's not. But if you go out into the world and you look at anything on social media, YouTube, Facebook, and see where people are stating that the police have violated their first, fourth, fourteenth, or any other rights, you can see lots of outrage about that. However, here in the Church of Apathy, deep, deep in the city of Muncie, we are pushing those feelings of hate against bad actors, and we're pushing those feelings of being able to come out and talk against bad action down, down, deep, deep inside us 
because we are going to lift up those police officers and we are going to praise our Norik Powell and we are going to tell these people, hallelujah, you're doing a great job. Thank the Lord. Praise God. You have done a fantastic job. And you, Christopher Bilberry, and Audie Barber, and Sarah Beach, you're going to hell. Straight to hell because you're calling this out to people's attention. How dare you, people? How dare you? You unholy trinity. And at that same time, we'll say if it was Dennis Tyler or if it was any other Democrat that we wouldn't like, we would definitely be standing with you. But because those police officers are maybe tied to a Republican candidate, well, we're just not going to care. We don't, meh, it ain't no big deal. It's just your rights. Why shouldn't you have filed the lawsuit at a different time? Why did you do this right before Nora was going to win? You know, people ask the most bullshit, stupid questions. Let me explain something to you. It doesn't matter that Sarah Beach works for the city government. It doesn't matter that I'm a Republican and that they're Democrats. It doesn't matter that she's a woman and I'm a man. It doesn't matter that Nora Powell's a woman. It doesn't matter that I like police. It doesn't matter if I don't like police. It doesn't matter if those police officers have done good things or bad things. None of that matters. When somebody violates the rights of an American citizen, it's a problem. And we should all stand against that. Now... This is not really any type of an issue because the police have even admitted that what happened here was a problem. So we're all in agreement. The problem I have is that people just seem to not give a shit. It's the level of apathy in which they have to say, eh, it's you, it happened to you, I don't care. Well, I'll say this. I will gladly sit by as the police violate your rights, and then I will happily support you however you decide to deal. No, you know what? No, I won't. I will not, because that's bullshit. I would never, and I will never sit by as the police or the government or anyone else ever violates an American's rights. I will never do that. Because, as an American, I have the right to fight for that. And it's not really even a right. It's a duty as Americans. And I, for one, would never sit by not caring, not helping, not fighting, not understanding, and not supporting someone fighting for their rights. Because I don't have that apathy running through my veins that apparently so many in our state and in our country have. I don't understand it. You know, I think it's when, and I've said this many times, but I think the problem is whatever point in the American culture that we stopped talking about religion and politics, whenever that was, that's when this problem started to creep up 
Whenever it was that people started to say, it's not polite to talk about church or religion. It's not polite to talk about politics. Johnny, you sit down, you shut your mouth, you don't ask any questions, and we don't get any answers. You can't talk about religion, and you sure can't talk about politics. And now we have a backwards-ass, morally bankrupt group of people that don't know what their rights are, that don't know how to stand up for themselves or for others, and people that are unwilling to engage themselves in the world that they are inhabiting. They don't feel like it's important for them to get involved in politics. They don't feel like it's important for them to share their knowledge or to be believers in Christ or to understand how to help their neighbors and their friends and their fellow citizens. And this is happening here in Winchester. It's happening in Muncie. It's happening all over East Central Indiana. It's happening all over Indiana. And it's happening everywhere all over the place. I don't understand. They don't teach civics in school any longer. People don't understand what goes on in just the most basic forms of government. It seems like people don't know the difference between Democrat and Republican or mayor and council. No one knows what any of that stuff is. Everybody's got some kind of warped idea of what's going on in the national news, what it's like to be Trump and what's going on with Pelosi and all the weird bullshit that is jammed down our throats with non-factual, half-right bullshit fake news and everybody's more worried about what they are brainwashing you into worrying about rather than taking a deep breath figuring out who you are standing up for yourself getting involved with your community which is what affects you and your family the most and getting down to business of making your life the best that it can be what happened to the pursuit of life liberty, and happiness. Wait, did you hear what I just said there? Life, liberty, and happiness. Guess what liberty is? Liberty is being a free person. Liberty is having your rights intact. Liberty is having your rights not violated. And it sucks because we shouldn't have to, but sometimes we do have to stand up and fight for them. Sometimes we can't just lay around being all apathetic and not caring. Sometimes we have to do the hard thing. We have to do what needs to be done. That's the pursuit part. Yes, you're given your rights by the Creator when you are born an American, but that doesn't mean the evil of men won't stop at trying to take that away from you. And so you have to be willing to make that pursuit. You're not granted life, liberty, and happiness. You're granted the right to pursue. You are granted the pursuit of life, liberty, and happiness, which means you have to work for it. And apathy and pursuit and apathy and work, well, they just don't go together. Can I get an amen? 
I want to make sure that we're very, very clear here, folks. I am not okay with this, and I'm not making light of it. I'm, I'm making fun of the people who feel like it's okay to not do anything. I'm making fun of the people who have gotten bit by this apathy bug. I'm trying to wake people up, and I'm trying to be as serious as possible while giving a little bit of entertainment while doing this. That's what I want you to know. But I want to make sure that we're clear here. The point of this lawsuit is that my First Amendment rights, Sarah Beach's First Amendment rights, and Audie Barber's First Amendment rights were violated by members of the Muncie City Police Department either because of their relationship and their allegiance and support of a Muncie City Councilor, which is a politician and elected official, or because they were asked to do so because this sitting city councilor was running a campaign against two of these people, Audie and Sarah, and she didn't like what I happened to be saying about her. So because she's running for re-election and she cannot bear the thought of losing and she absolutely has to win at any cost and there are police officers that need her to win because of her position on the finance committee and what she's done in the past for these officers and the relationship that's either appropriate or inappropriate, that they have with each other. And so that's how that comes about. Violating somebody's First Amendment rights is serious. That's why that right was listed as the first. Being able to say what you want as a journalist or as a political pundit or political commentator, community watchdog, whatever you want to call me, asshole maybe, and being able to file to run for office saying, hey, look, I can do this better than she can, and that's what sets her off and her supporters off, and that at that point they decide to do what needs to be done to silence, harass, and intimidate by then violating that First Amendment right, which then sets in to course them violating our Fourth Amendment right, because that's how they went about it by searching our records, by going through their databases. And I've heard people say, well, I can get online and go through my case or Doc Pops and look anything up about you that I want. And you can do that. You can go through and find a half-assed kind of background check and you can pay some money or go on a free website and do that. But what you don't have access to are police department files and records. You don't have access to BMV files. You don't have access to a state-wide system of records that also then ties into a national system of records that gives law enforcement personnel information about people all over the place. So you don't have access to those same files and records. And let's be very clear. This system is something that law enforcement use as an investigative tool to find out other dirt on people to add to their investigations or their paperwork when they are turning in these paperworks and these reports to their bosses and to the prosecutor's office to help with charging or to help make a decision if someone is going to be charged or to help in an investigation. So let's ask yourselves, the people who think that it was okay for this to happen or that we shouldn't be mad, what were they going to do? What were they going to do when they looked up these records? All right. On me, 
they started sending me text messages, letting me know that someone was looking into me. And so what they were doing was attempting to silence, harass, and intimidate me to stop me from continuing to ask questions and from continuing to publish what I was finding about Counselor Powell. What were they going to do with Sarah Beach when they looked her records up two days before the primary election? Well, simple. Had they found any dirt, they would have used it to silence her, to back her off, or to God knows what they were going to do with that. Same with Audie Barber. Same with Audie Barber. Keep in mind, he was looked up by police officer John Powell, Nora Powell's son, just 12 hours after appearing on this very podcast, he was looked up because of what he said, speaking out about Counselor Powell. Keep in mind that the very same day that I issued a records request for communications between Nora Powell and a Muncie City police officer, I was ran illegally. The very same day that I submitted a records request to the city of Muncie for records between Nora and Muncie police officer Chris Deegan, I was searched by Muncie city police officer Chase Hunter. Why? Because I ask a question? Is that something that you can allow? Why is that okay? Why are we so apathetic about that? Why are we not jumping up and down? Why are people questioning what I'm doing when I'm filing a lawsuit because a couple of fucking idiots have decided that an election is more important than my right to be secure from unreasonable search and seizure? I don't think so, pal. And so that's what people really need to keep in mind is, yeah, the First Amendment rights violation is bad, but how they did that violated our Fourth Amendment right, which means you have the right to be secure from unreasonable search and seizure. And it is not reasonable that police officers would be searching just three random people's information. Look, there's nothing that ties Sarah, Audie, and I together. We weren't all suspects in a crime. No one had been pulled over for OWI or possession of marijuana. We weren't under investigation for any reason. Why just out of the blue was Audie's, Sarah's, and my information ran? And I'm not talking about the police officers picking up their radio and calling into dispatch and looking through their just quick little city files saying, hey, are these people wanted? Did they not go to court? I'm talking about them entering our information in. I'm talking about them going through the trouble of getting our correct spelling, going through the trouble of getting our OLN, our driver's license number, getting our date of birth, getting our social security numbers to look up in the master file of police records information that they were doing without probable cause and without a warrant. And everyone's just going to sit idly by, apathetic and not caring, so that they can think that it's okay, so that next election they can do it to you? No, I'm sorry, but that doesn't work for me. 
And so you cannot like it and you cannot understand it, but I'm not going to stop fighting for the rights of Americans because just because I was the target, just because it was Sarah and Audie and it was us that got violated, they violated the rights of the United States Constitution. You have those same rights. So with this lawsuit, we are standing up for all citizens saying, you officers, you elected official, we are not going to permit you to violate rights of citizens of your city, of the county, of the state, and of the United States of America. And so all I'm asking you for is for a little bit of understanding. And then I'm asking you to get up off your ass and to get involved. Because the last thing I want to talk about before we wrap up here today is voting. Early voting has been underway by the time you hear this episode, episode number 50. It's a big episode, and I want to thank you all for listening. And I want to ask that you share this episode with everyone you know. You're listening to it however you choose to listen, and you can tell everyone, all your friends, all your family, all your neighbors, your co-workers, your family, tell everyone. They can listen to it however they so choose. If they listen to podcasts on Apple iTunes or Google Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify, you can find this episode and the entire catalog everywhere. But we have a home link that everyone can go to that's easy, which is simply perception.fireside.fm. And share this episode, share this message, because it's an important one. It's important that we get people awake out of this apathetic funk that everybody's in because early voting has been underway and nobody has been partaking in that. We're talking about corruption. We have massive corruption going on in the city of Muncie. We've had a four-year reign of terror in Winchester where absolutely nothing has been done appropriately and the things that have been done have been questionable and we are in a world of hurt. And everybody wants everywhere to be better. The citizens of Muncie want the FBI to come in and arrest everybody. And citizens of Winchester, I always hear people say, man, I wish the FBI would come here. Why? Because all the FBI is going to do is arrest the people that they can. They're not going to get everybody. They're not going to get everybody that's been involved with something because they're going to miss stuff. That just happens. And they're not going to get everybody because some people are going to have flown under the radar or they're going to be people who are connected to people who will then step up. And it becomes the job of the citizens, of the voters, to vote appropriately to start to rebuild from the damage that all of these corrupt bastards have done. And let me tell you, when you don't take that chance to step up and do that, who's, who's as bad? You're just as bad. 
if you know the corruption's going on, and you know that there are people who still want to keep the power in the hands of those that are bad and corrupt, and you don't take your opportunity to vote and to have your voice be heard, then you're allowing it to happen. That's kind of like being an accessory after the fact or an accessory during the commission of the crime because you're actively, actively not doing anything. Early voting is currently underway everywhere in Indiana. Everywhere that's having an election, early voting is right now underway. And it has been very slow everywhere. In Muncie, early voting has been going on for two weeks, and less than a thousand people have voted. Only like 400 people have actually went in and taken a part of it. 500-some people have already turned in absentee ballots to primarily Democrat precinct committeemen, which is not good. The Republicans have never been able to figure out absentee ballots the way the Democrats have. And until the Republicans care to do that, Democrats are always going to be that much closer to constantly winning. And when I say Democrats, I'm talking about in Muncie being 214, and I'm talking about Mike White, I'm talking about Phil Nichols, I'm talking about Nora Powell, and I'm talking about corruption. Corruption's always going to have that leg up until Republicans, or until good Democrats, which there are such a thing, start to do better with getting the vote out and getting their message out and energizing their people until we can wake up those that are in this apathetic haze, this zombie-like brainwashed state that they're in, until we can really get people to understand the importance of not just bitching about something online, but about going out to the polls, interrupting your day, not going to Starbucks for a moment, maybe swinging by the county building and voting early, maybe taking some time out of your Saturday when they have Saturday early votings. People don't realize that this is a pivotal election. And that if there are not enough people voting for the people that need to be in place, the people who don't need to be in place will have people voting. And nothing will change. Nothing will change. Think about what everyone's biggest gripe about is with politics. One side gripes about the other. And when that side gets into power, they do the same thing. Everyone always says nothing changes. Whether that's actually true or not, that can be debated. But the point is, if the community does not come out as a whole and vote, if the community stays at home on their ass the same way they did back in May, Muncie, you're in for a world of hurt. That's all I can say there. That's all I can say. And I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to make a prediction. I'm going to make a prediction right now in this 50th episode of Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbury. Episode number 50 called Welcome to the Church of Apathy. That whoever wins mayor 
out of the mayoral candidates in Muncie will only serve four years. They will not serve past four years because they will either be unelectable or they will not want to run because of how bad the next four years is going to be. And that means Nora Powell will be that much more likely to run for mayor if she's not beat when she is up for re-election this time. And I'm going to tell you, folks, she's going to win if we don't get the vote out. And with Nora is the key to the future of the 214 mentality keeping a lock on power. She is the bridge between now, the corrupt times now, and the future of 214. And that is not what's best for Muncie. And for everyone who says and claims they want a better tomorrow for Muncie, they want less corruption, they want less 214 mentality, they want transparency, they want accountability, I need to make it very clear. Counselor Nora Powell is not, is not the candidate that's going to give you what you want. Counselor Nora Powell is the 214 mentality candidate. She's the person who is the future of the Phil Nichols and Mike White way of life, which is what has led to the current state that we are in in Muncie. And people just refuse to wake up and see it. People think that this is about personal vendetta or that we're just trying to hurt her. No, folks, we're trying to save Muncie. And I can't make it any more clear. We've heard out of her own words that she takes her marching orders from Phil Nichols and from Mike White, yet she tries to fool everybody and she tries to hypnotize everybody to the fact that she's a good person. And the apathy that everybody has and the unwillingness to stand up and do what needs to be done is what's killing Muncie. It settles in like a cancer. Apathy is the big brother of corruption. And if we don't get a handle on it, Muncie is in trouble. So is everywhere else. We need to beat apathy back. You're listening to Perception is Reality. I'm Christopher H. Bilbrey, and we'll be right back after this short break. Perception. Perception is reality. Reality. Perception is reality. Reality. All right, folks, well, that's going to do it for this 50th episode of Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey titled Welcome to the Church of Apathy. Thanks for tuning in and listening, being here. Please be sure that you share the show with everyone you know. We can be found on all major podcast hosting sites as well as the home link of perception.fireside.fm. Besides that, what else can I say? We do have to beat back apathy. I don't know what it's going to take. I don't know when it's going to happen. I sure hope it's this election. But I'll be honest, I don't know. We got to get active. We got to get involved. We got to get others to wake the hell up. And we got to be able to better our local government through our citizen involvement. Until next time, take care. God bless. Be safe. And we'll talk to you real soon. Perception. Perception is reality. Reality. Perception is reality. Reality. 
You've been listening to Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey. Bilbrey. Tune in, like, and subscribe at perception.fireside.fm. Look up on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Bilbrey318 and on Twitter at PISRBilbrey. Email khbilbrey at gmail.com. Or get off your butt and call the show at 765-546-9796. Till next time, remember, perception Perception is reality. Reality. This has been Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey, where we aim for better government through citizen involvement.